0: And as ready as we're going to be, welcome back to the Dr. Z show. Hello. So this week we have a guest host, Fry. Fry is our guest host. Hi. How's, how's the new doing? face? Um, they're not going to answer you, Fry. So <laughs> this is recorded. They will be watching it.
1: Hey, on their maybe own they'll answer you in the comments. Maybe. Don't, don't tell our audience what to do.
0: I'm not telling them what to do. I'm telling them the, what they've been doing.
2: If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe to the Dr. Z show.
0: There you go. It is
2: on a weekly basis. <laughs> Usually.
0: Yeah, there you go. Usually. There you go. Usually. So, this week we're going to be talking about magic, the social distancing. Um, but first, since Fry is our, our new guest host and has not yet been on the show, he has some questions for us to answer.
1: For us to answer, not him. <laughs> no, he's well,
0: to answer for us
2: should i ask questions
1: no
0: (laughs) okay no what is a useless skill that you have
2: i can wiggle my ears
1: incredibly useless
2: that is is incredibly useless
0: that that was also worryingly fast i think the rest of us had to think about what ours were
2: no no Uh, this is a skill i've had for a long time it took a long time to practice to get to the point that they could wiggle Oh, wait, you um, practiced
1: and we had to honed practice this skill.
2: Did. Oh, yeah, like, you always, I, I don't even know why anymore, but I just remember being <laughs> like, I want to wiggle my ears. So, like, I tried to figure out, like, what muscles to move to get my ears to move, and eventually I succeeded, and it's pretty useless, yes.
3: Along those okay. lines of something that I practiced a lot to figure out how to do that's useless is I can move my pinky toes.
2: Sweet.
1: <laughs> Jacob, why? Why?
0: Never mind. No, no. Asking why? Asking why Jacob does anything is Why? <laughs> nice. right,
3: I got it. I caught it. It's great.
0: Okay. So, what is a pet peeve, or like your biggest pet peeve?
2: Uh, I gotta say the old person answer of turn signals.
1: People that don't use turn signals.
2: Yes. Holy God, they should be purged from the earth.
1: I don't. Purged
2: from the earth. That is. <laughs> that is strong.
1: Strong. But I agree. Uh, living living in Kentucky.
0: You guys are wrong. Maryland. No, no. Maryland. 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 To get yes. your driver's no, license not in Maryland, I'm not to get your driver's license in Maryland, you have to go to Virginia, cause an accident, and make it back to the Maryland DMV.
2: When I was doing my master's, my first joke thesis recommendation was that every major traffic jam in the United States had at least one car with a Maryland plate in it. That is, that is probably accurate. My, my professor laughed at it for about a week and then he told me to change my thesis.
0: Valid. Had you already started writing it, though? You were like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I definitely
2: cool. had like a page and a half of nonsense written out to justify it and all the research that needed to be done and who I could go talk to. It was great. I had a good time with that.
1: Uh, Okay.
0: Something that you like that no one else seems to like.
2: Uh, I will say the Horatio Hornblower series on a and E. I I can rewatch it like 50 times. No one else in the world seems to... If they know what it is, they go like, that's bad. If okay. they don't know what it is, they don't watch it. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. so I, I, no I, couldn't, say, I
0: couldn't say either way whether or not I like it or don't like it.
2: Horatio
1: Hornblower?
2: Horatio Hornblower was a, was a book series okay. by C.S. Forrester uh, in the 50s. Okay. And in the mid-90s, they made, A&E made it into three separate miniseries where they were going through the life. Uh, it got canceled. So they never finished it, but uh, the episodes they did make, I really liked.
0: Too bad it's not like a Portrait of Dorian Gray thing where now he's just like he lives forever because the show never ended, so his life like never ends.
2: Well, uh... The books never ended either because he wrote them. He never wrote them sequentially, so like you've got a gap in the series between like when he's an admiral and when he's an ensign or not an ensign. Excuse me, a, a midshipman, and so you've got this huge. gap like, you've got these random gaps in the storyline. That's his, like, really
0: poor choice.
1: His nickname amongst his shipmates is Horny. Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: That's very, that's very like, 50s. Yeah. That's very 50s. Wow. Like, um, oh, what's the one but from Iron Man? This the during
1: the Napoleonic Wars.
0: Like, no, this, yes. is, this What's is the one straight- from Iron Man? Uh, oh. Um, the. Uh, Instead of, like, straight talk or, like, um, like, honest, like, honest, like, brutally honest, um, the term to give someone, like, a, a, a talk like that was, uh, to give them good dick.
2: I mean, it is British, no, what do you expect? No,
0: so there is, so there's a, if if you can find it, there is a comic panel from Iron Man where he's talking to Captain America... And he's like, you, and Iron Man is saying, he's like, you need some good dick. And Captain America's like, yeah, I do. I
1: think I've read that fan fiction.
0: Yeah, but it's not just a fan fiction, which is worrying. <laughs> anyway, continuing. Um, something that you dislike that everyone else seems to like.
2: Did I? Oh, hmm. Well, it's hard to answer because I'm politically conservative, so there's a lot of re- ways I could answer that question. Um, Fair. Um, but I'll say I like the two-party system in the United States, and yeah. I, like how it's, I like how it's structured in such a way that like, even though you don't always have a, your best two choices that you want to have... It's the fact that you always have a two-party system that controls that there will always be a choice, which I think is an huh. advantage to the U.S. system. I don't find many people who agree with that sentiment, though. That's so interesting. I
1: try... That is interesting. Given, I... given
0: what I know about you, that's very interesting. Huh? It...
3: the I... U.S. system? Did you mean U.K.?
2: No, U.S. U.K. system is is a parliamentary system. And they tend to have to, generally, except in the last few elections, uh, a single party can't take control. So they have to unite with a bunch of little parties in order to form a coalition, and they form a coalition government. In the United States, with a two-party system, it's very binary. It's a go or no-go for one party or the other. Yes, you Jacob's- have some third parties –
0: I think Jacob's trying to point out that there's like the independent party and like the green party. No, so no, you like,
3: just you said no. you like the two-party system, and then you said as opposed to the U.S. system, and I was confused by that.
2: As but, opposed to the U.S. system, at least that's I don't know what I was saying. Okay. Uh, well, in the U.S. in the U.S., I like the way the system is structured, um, and I like the the constitutional system. I I think that there's a lot of value in the way it's structured, and I'm I'm a big fan of, like, hard political fights on the floor because I, I, I find that you get a better result when someone has to fight hard for their position.
1: I, I have... Uh, go ahead. I have, say I have less of a problem with the two-party system. I have a more of a problem with the voting systems, like closed voting versus open voting and all of that. Coming from Virginia, which is an open voting state, to an open primary state, going to moving to Kentucky, which is closed, it's... It's difficult. I didn't have to register with a party. I didn't have to, I could vote in both Democratic and Republican primaries, and I could choose which candidate I wanted from both parties, so I was having the best options I wanted for both. Yeah. Here, I had to register whichever way I wanted to, and then I have I, I can only vote in half of it, and I just feel very limited, especially in Kentucky, as, as a more liberal person in a very... Red state, I feel like my vote my vote gets drowned out really heavily.
2: And yeah, that's a that's a real advantage of the Virginia system. Yeah, the Commonwealth is great in the way it allows you to you're allowed to effectively switch parties every single election because you're not allowed to be a
1: party. You can, I was a registered independent in Virginia, and that didn't matter.
2: You're and registered just, if you vote in a primary in Virginia, you're considered registered in that party for a year.
1: Yeah, I guess. Right, yeah. Right.
2: Mm. Um, it just doesn't matter because normally you're not running for office so who cares
0: yeah, yeah who cares what, what fry was saying brings up like the pet peeve that i think i've brought up on the show before but like politician like when journalists say that politicians are like fry was talking about like the big fights on the floor and so when journalists say like you know someone so like slams opponent like other you know other yeah i think like <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to ever read that again unless somebody's, like, getting suplexed. Or, like, you see, like, Elizabeth Warren, like, jumping over her desk to body slam someone. Like, I don't ever want to read that a a political person slammed another political person. Like, no.
2: They need to fight. They need to actually fight. They need to actually fight. Growing up in this area was really interesting. So my parents are very, very conservative. But... Their best friends growing up and my godparents were some of the most liberal people in the world. They worked for the Democratic Party. They were lobbyists. And I remember going over to their house or they'd come over to our house and there would be just huge political fights just in the living room. They would just sit there and argue and argue and argue. At the end of the night, they'd all hug and say, see you next week. And like I I grew up thinking that was a normal aspect of daily life is that you should – be willing to argue your position, but understand that just because you have that position doesn't mean, that A, everyone's going to agree with you, or B, that you're always going to be right. So That makes it, you, like, a
0: significant minority.
2: Oh, I get it. Well, I it's know like it. a lot
0: of people today are like, oh, if you disagree with me, you're a piece of shit. Which well, is that's
1: why I get called ridiculous. a rational feminist, which frustrates uh, a me a to know ra- end. Rational? Irrational.
0: Oh, and, I was like, what? No,
1: whenever I, whenever I discuss politics with conservatives here, they call me a rational feminist. Especially the guys. And it's Here's not- what you
0: do. You don't discuss politics with them.
1: You <laughs> underestimate
0: yeah.
1: much guys like pushing buttons. Especially on topics like feminism. And That's... they try to tell you how to run your body. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, in Kentucky, no, yeah, that's in Kentucky. I can, I can, I
1: can <laughs> especially in Kentucky. I have
0: to like add in Kentucky to in Kentucky, my, my, my like disagreement great. with that. Oh, yeah, Come back to no. Virginia.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have I have I have lots of friends here who I, I do enjoy and I do overall enjoy. My Bring them with you.
0: Friends. I mean, they live in Kentucky, like so. <laughs> you got Most nothing to lose. in anyway. in and,
1: and, like the near future or in college, so they're just trying well, to get through.
0: Moving on, so we can get to the actual show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your What is your real-life alignment with your D&D alignment, with an example? I think I know what it is, and I have an idea, but...
2: I would say a borderline lawful good, neutral good, somewhere in there. Um, and I say that just because of the nature of my career. Um, okay, now that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I grew up in... Um, I grew up in a Navy household. I joined the Navy and I still work for the Navy that tends to come with a respect for the structures that is the structure of
1: yeah. how
2: things work and okay. I consider myself a good person. I care about people and I care about how things work and I care about how that I care about my people um, and so like I would say, that makes me a good person. I work very hard to. <laughs> so Tony just posted no.
1: <laughs> not you. It's not to you. Jacob's
2: <laughs> going Jacob. off. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway.
0: Fair. Okay. Yeah, no, uh fair. Last, last, uh, last bit, but not least. Um, what is your biggest? And when I was originally asked the question, what is your most nerd shit? But Jacob changed the question to your
2: biggest nerd brag. My and if it is nerd. the
0: picture on the wall behind you, then so be it. But
2: No, I'd say my biggest nerd brag uh, was uh, getting through one of the most intense Navy programs there was. I was a Navy nuke, but I was also um, a, a like an elite Navy nuke. Uh, okay. So we were on the design side. Um, we got special schooling, special training. Um, I got to work with some of the truly most intelligent people I've ever met in the world which was incredible the way you should think about it is like imagine you were being hired on to NASA and you're being trained by the people who developed the entire Apollo program from scratch and those were the people who were teaching me when I was coming in through uh, the Navy on the nuclear side so the guys who invented nuclear reactors and the nuclear Navy yeah wow! it it was an incredible experience young engineers who are looking for a place to work I highly recommend trying to get into a program like that Um, I loved my time there it's it was fantastic but it's one of the most nerdy things I think I've ever done in my life like it's highly intensive high calculus (laughs) high math you say that, and I'm, like, I'm
0: like processing everything you're saying, like, based on what you're actually saying, but in the back of my head, there's just this little
2: voice going, math,
0: math, 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 <laughs> math, 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 math,
2: math, math. Holy hell, yeah, there was, it was a, I, uh, it, it tested the limits of my ability to learn, that's for sure.
1: Hmm.
0: okay. So it's like Can an actual, engineer, it's like we'll an actual that. nerd thing.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I um, think that's,
0: like, the most actual nerd, nerd answer we've ever had.
2: It's a, it's like a the, the power school is like a is like its own master's program, um, in specific design, for the Navy, and it's taught by professors, uh, f- actual professors who they bring in, and actual scientists who have been working on this in some cases for thirty and forty years. I mean, they're it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: So on that note, that's all the questions we have uh, for our new guest host. So I have some other questions so that we're not uh, tangenting for seven centuries. Uh, so we're going to talk about Magic the Social Distancing, uh, also known formally, uh, the, the game formally known as Magic the Gathering. Uh, but since we're still in apocalypse mode, uh, we are we are Magic the Social Distancing. So we'll go in this order. Based on uh, my screen, just so... Because I have the questions, and y'all are probably in different areas of your screen, based on
1: probably
0: who's speaking to whom. Um, so we'll start with Jacob, we'll go to Brenna, and then we'll end... Well, we'll go to Fry, and then we'll end with myself. Um, how or why, Jacob, did you start playing Magic the Gathering?
3: My brother's friends mailed him, I think, some the Liliana versus Jace dual decks. Okay. And we played, and we were like, this is fun. And then, uh, well, from there, my brother got a lot more into it um, for, for a short amount of time, because he had, you know, like... Other hobbies. Yeah, and he, he also had the income, too, and he, he, he realized after he built one of the most nasty decks in Standard at the time... Uh, in Magic Online, he was like, "Well, this is never gonna end. I should get out while I can." Um, right. Because standards,
0: qu- Yeah. So
3: he, he quit. He quit after that. But then we, I don't remember exactly how we. I think I probably told you about it. And then, I'm. I don't remember what the first like pack of cards or whatever I bought was. <laughs> oh no no no! The very first set of cards I ever bought was. Uh, I was at Walmart. And I bought a a knights. The knights goblins. Yeah, I bought the knights versus goblins dual decks, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And then
0: I'm just gonna throw I'm just gonna throw my answer in here. I know I said I was gonna go last, but I'm just gonna throw my answer in here because we well we did a Magic episode that was a long time a long time ago, but it was just Jacob and I, so we've kind of already answered this first question. Um, But Jacob got me into it. Because he kept, like, we re- used to be, like, garbage humans at the time. We played League of Legends all the time. Um, and so he would be like, Oh, like, I can't play tonight. Like, I'm going to play Magic. And finally, I was like, Oh, what is this? And so I learned to play Magic based on not playing League of Legends. And actually, I quit League not soon after that. Um, not to play Magic, but because I realized it was turning me into a garbage person. Uh, anyway. Um, Brenna, how did you... How or why did you start playing Magic?
1: Well, I started playing because of you. So it's this horrible chain effect of disease. Um... Well,
0: Claire started... Claire plays now because of me. So I'm yeah. just, like, infecting the earth. <laughs> with Magic, yes, not no. with anything else. I know <laughs> no, I, uh, uh...
1: Yeah, I started playing because of you and, and... And Jacob, and we all got into it. And, uh... I took a hiatus when I moved to Kentucky... Uh, for, like, six months... And then,
0: infect. The finally, <laughs> and then
1: Jacob finally. Jacob says. Jacob
0: says we started playing during New Phyrexia because Infect was very popular then. So
1: yeah, there you uh, go. My infecting You're the right.
0: Earth, comment has a double meaning. Accidental the, ones.
1: The, the, the mechanic built into you. Yeah, I started playing during it was the tail end of the Theros block.
0: Which you okay. loved because Greek mythology.
1: Because Greek mythology, which is I think one of your selling points too for me, it was like mm-hmm. they they incorporate real life lore into it, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like I'll play. Um, you were in.
0: You started playing in Born of the Gods, yeah. in the middle of the Theros. because I remember the content or the was it a draft. You were in, like, a draft or something, and you were playing against somebody, and you mentioned that you had just started, and they brought out this, like, huge box of commons and uncommons.
1: And it was all garbage. No, that was, um, I had just built my first standard deck. I, that was when I, I worked with Tom, and Tom and I built my first standard deck, Uh, which was mono-white humans, uh, mono-white human enchantments. Uh, and I played in a tournament that night. And that, yeah, the first guy I played against who I beat, and he was the only guy I beat that night, he was like, oh, you're, you're, like, starting to actually get into magic and, like, collect oh. your... Oh, yeah,
0: okay, okay.
1: Take my box of, like, 2,000 garbage. Garbage. With rares and uncommons, and And, like, I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, I've, I recently went through those, and, um... They're all bad. Uh, they're all bad. Or, I went through them pretty shortly after, and I was like, oh, they're all bad
0: it was um it was tom turn tom that helped you right yes. tom turn tom okay just there's lots of toms yes no oh. it was
1: yes no it was tom turn uh and then uh I, yeah i took a hiatus when i moved to kentucky and then i got back into it because i found out that there was a local store that did commander night every thursday um so i would go and i would play commander every night and i would like for a while, I was riding my bike over there, and then I, I just started walking over there, too. And it's like a half-hour walk, but, like, whatever. <sighs> I didn't particularly care. But, that yeah, exercise. no. And then I got super into it again, and... Okay. Yeah, I am now.
0: So, Fry, the big question. <laughs> how, how or why did you start playing?
2: So, when I started, Magic had just... Been published, so this is back in like the Oof. alpha,
1: beta times,
2: old times, <laughs> and literally we, none of us had any idea what we were doing. We had a small school group, and we bought like five packs apiece and tried to piecemeal together some sort of deck. I don't even remember what we had. I mean, my favorite card was Prodigal Sorcerer, because uh, I could ping people for damage with it. It's like ha 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 ha! I've got you on a toy turn clock um
0: <laughs> after after a turn what is that call four mana after four <laughs> <laughs>
2: um and like I played pretty much I mean we didn't really have a local shop back in those days um we played at school mostly and p- typically whenever a new set would come out you'd buy like a couple of packs and like try to modify your deck and you'd literally just share with Friends, um, I did that until like 98 99 and then I gave all my cards away. <laughs> oh wow! To, okay, I didn't know this. To um, to one of the people who, at my school who was also playing, because um, I had lost most interest. I mean, we weren't playing very much by by the mid nineties to late nineties, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't think anything of it. Fast forward. Fast forward to 2012. And oh, really? I, it was that recent? And I was at work, and there was a group. So I was trying to figure out how to build a relationship with a bunch of the younger engineers and other organizations I was working with. And I figured out that they had, through a friend, that they had a magic group. So I connected with one of the guys I knew in the group and asked them like what do they play? Like and they played Commander, which I had like, what the what the hell is this thing? Um right. so I built this five color monstrosity Dino Timmy deck and oh, attempted to and attempted to like establish a relationship with these guys and realized that like magic had fundamentally changed morphed to something yeah. that I yeah. had never imagined by that point. By by
0: twenty twelve, yeah, it was it was different monster
2: so between 2012 and 2013 um i got pretty good at like the mechanics of it um and one of the things that we switched we switched away from commander in that group although i started playing commander over at curio cavern um so i was still playing commander but um they all had a cube so each one of us built a cube and we would bring our cards into the office and we would draft it on monday and then we would play the deck we drafted the rest of the week. So Tuesday through Friday, we would each we would play each other, and then we would shuffle it up, hand the guy back his cube, and then another person would bring their cube into the office.
0: Okay. Um, Real quick. Um. So, one because I w- I'm glad you brought this up, but two, also because we need to like explain things that like we might know, but no one else really like has any understanding of. Sure. What is? You said you built a Timmy deck. What is? What does that mean?
2: Like, like I know giant, what that
0: means, and like, you guys
2: know what it means, but like, giant, stompy explain. monster things that single focused attack, kill, rar, munch, okay. munch. Uh, Fair. it's a reference to, um, to oh, golly, what was the show? Um, so- South Park, yeah, Timmy, because Timmy would build the in, in that show, he'd build things that were always like monster based. Um, okay.
0: Um, so second question, and this is, like, one of those things that's, like, it's like a Parks and Rec thing, like, I, like, at this point, I'm afraid to ask, what, and, because I think I know, but I I don't ever talk about it, because I'm not, like, I'm not 100% sure, and I'm definitely too lazy to look it up, what is a cube? My understanding is that it's, like, a contained draft.
2: Yes, so a cube okay. is a minimum of about 360 cards that are cards that you will shuffle up into packs of 15 cards and you'll hand three packs to eight different players and then you draft, like you're drafting a normal pack at the shop. So like you go in for a draft, you pick a card, you pass the left, pick a card, pass the left. When you're done with that pack, you pick a card, pass the right and you build a deck from the 45 cards that result. Mm-hmm. A lot okay. of people will build bigger than 360 card cubes just to build some variants into it or to get multiple pods going. Um, it's generally speaking singleton, but it's not um, always singleton. Um, you you can build it literally however you want. So if you like certain themes, you can build that into your cube. If you don't like certain themes, you can exclude them. Some people exclude whole colors. Um, Okay. One of the one of my favorite cubes that we played with a group that I played with is a cube called a desert cube. And it's a cube where in addition to having to draft your normal cards, you have to draft all your lands too. And Oof. there's a there's a limit on basics. There's a lot of really Oof. bad lands. Um and you generally you generally speaking, you don't end up with 17 lands to even play. So you're playing whatever lands you ended up drafting. So Yikes. you end up with a choice of it's a lot of fun, actually. You you, you find yourself Sounds in scary. a... Build it can be. Rocks. I'd
0: be like, all the rocks. I need every rock I get.
2: You have a deck of nothing but mana
1: rocks and no creatures.
2: <laughs> so, like, you've got some really powerful cards, but a lot of times you have to be careful with drafting it because if you don't get the right color of mana to cast it, it just sits at your sideboard. You won't be able to play.
0: Yeah. Oh, ouch.
2: Um, yeah. If you ever watch the professor on Tolerian Community College, he does a great series on how to make a cube, how to play a cube, how to develop your cube, like where your resources are. I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah, I watched I, a lot of that series. I, I actually have an unstable cube. That's awesome. My Christmas gift uh, from uh, my boyfriend was an, uh, two boxes of unstable so I had all these unstable cards, and I didn't know what to do with them, because we can't play them in standard, obviously, so I just made a cube.
0: Um, and so, also, just because you said this, and because uh, Jacob pointed this out, uh, unstable is an unset, and the unsets in Magic are cards that are, like, they're made, like, as a joke, um, and you can, they, they've started, you know, they things cost, like, half of a mana and all kinds of wacky rules. Um... So those it's, are the unsets. The brainchild of, of Mark Rosewater.
1: Marge, yeah, Mark right? Rosewater is the head designer for most of the unsets because he he loves. It's also his playground for new mechanics, which we can talk about once we get to the the new. Like, because I know I think we want to talk yeah. about the new. set. Augmented was a was something that came out of Unstable, when you combine two energy.
0: parts. No, oh, yeah. okay, never mind.
1: No, you'd combine two-
0: Uh, Well, that was in, um... Shadows. Shadows over Anistrad.
1: It's different, though. Because Shadows, it was two creatures come out, and if they're both on the battlefield, then it morphs. Mm
3: -hmm. That was meld.
1: That's meld, which is, yeah, it's slightly different. Like, that's what, like, the the Bruna and the Gisela would do, and they created the weird Eldrazi. Um, With Augmented, you'd play a creature... And it would have an ability. So, like when, like the best example is like adorable kitten. Adorable kitten was like a two-drop white kit cat, and it was mm-hmm. whenever this creature enters the battlefield, you gain one life. And then there's the augmented creature type, and it would change the front half of that text. So you. That's would aug- um,
0: the new set has that.
1: That's what I was talking okay, about. That's where you're going. This with is where this. mutate. Okay. That's where I'm going with you, this. Mutate came from
0: augmented. Interesting. Mutate came
1: from augmented because Maru... and he. I, I read a lot about unstable because I, I I find the unset's incredibly interesting. I was reading a lot about it and he said this is my playground. This is where I and the other developers figure out where we want magic to go in the future. And as silly as that seems, because we're doing things like flying mantis, where you throw a card halfway across the room. Who says Magic can't enter
0: yeah. Enter the dungeon. Yeah,
1: enter the dungeon. Play like, play a
0: Magic sub-game yeah. under the table. Yeah. Oh it's
2: golly, not, like, it's like the early days of Magic. That. Yeah. That's
0: and, and that's well, very yeah. interesting. I, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that a set that is like the joke set would change the future, like real sets of Magic.
1: Right. Here um, we are but also, yeah, yeah. So
0: we're going into uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but Jacob pointed out that I should explain what rocks are. I said I'll oh, build a deck full of rocks. Um, the colloquial term, a rock in magic is something that you use, usually an artifact, but not, not always. If it's not an artifact, it's a creature and you typically call it like a dork. Uh, so a mana rock or mana dork um, is something that you use instead of a land to make mana, to, or to create mana, or to generate mana, whatever word you want to use. Uh, to play other cards. So that's rocks, unsets, Mark Rosewater. Um, also I, it's kind of late for us to point this out. We are not sponsored by Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast or any of these people. We just really like playing Magic.
2: Hey Brenna, do funny. you have yes. any do you yeah. have any of the Christmas set on cards that they publish?
1: <sighs> I don't and I want them because they're all wild. Like people high in will the sky. Lose the best.
2: You'll
0: lose, the best.
1: Yes, yeah, they're all wild, and I think. Oh, I think I, I was sick the day they were giving some out at my at my LGS one year, and I was sick the day that they were giving them out, and all my friends had them, and I was re- I was really sad.
2: <laughs> my nephew runs an unleague, uh, with his playgroup. <laughs> um, they have to, and he has clam tribal.
1: Oh my god! Yes, Alexander Clamilton. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been meeting. I've been meeting to make an undeck because one of the guys in in my play group wants to build the squirrels deck. He already had a a modern squirrels deck. Squirrels. <laughs> yes, so like like actually kind of modern playable squirrels. <laughs> and then he was like, but squirrels, <laughs> I have in, to.
0: Now. In college, I played when we played like casual sixty all the time. There was a. Um, there was a guy who's, much to his disappointment, was nicknamed Squirrels. Because he had a really competitive Squirrels deck. And I remember a game, there were like 12 of us. Like, these monstrous games of just, like, way too many people. And on one end of the table, he was sitting, and on the other end of the table, somebody else was sitting. And so this other person, Chris, stands up, and he's like, Hey, like, I'm going to attack you with these three creatures. And... Squirrel stands up and he's like, "All right, my biggest blocker is a a one million, one million squirrel." And Chris sort of looks at him and is like, "Never mind." He sits back down and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> uh, squirrels are crazy.
1: Was that also the same game where where Squirrel stood up and was just like, "Okay, that entire yeah. half of the table, yeah. <laughs> the whole,
2: whole board, all of you are gone."
1: Yeah. Yes, that was the same game. <laughs> I want to
2: build a squirrel EDH deck.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you? Yes. Well, cause now there's the Squirrel Commander. There's the black green un squirrel commander. Yep. Okay. And she has uh, acorn counters. It's great.
0: This'll yeah. be this'll be pretty simple uh for the next question. It'll be pretty simple to answer, I think, because we're already we're already all there. Uh Jacob, what's your preferred formats? Actually, real quick, uh, um, I can explain the formats and you guys can interrupt me when I'm wrong. Uh, standard is first format that you really think of when it comes to Magic, and that's the most recent three? Two. Two. Yeah. It's two now. Yeah. Okay. Two years. The two most recent sets. Or two, two years. Two years. years. Yeah. So any cards that are two years or younger uh, can be placed into a 60-card deck. You can have up to four of the same card, uh, non not including basic lands, and you build a deck around that. And it's very expensive. People will argue with me till they're blue in the face about this, but they're wrong. It's a very expensive format to keep up with because if it's the brand new card. If you want to be competitive, it's the brand new cards that come out, which are always marked up, you know, because everyone's trying to get them to play their standard decks. And cards will, once they pass the two-year mark, they're old, they're not available, you know, they're not, worth anything in standard, and they usually are worth a lot less monetarily. So even if you're trading them in, or trading them for the newer cards, they have a lot less worth. Uh-huh. I don't like standard, in okay, case so that was unclear. Um, so standard, uh, modern, am I missing one in between those?
1: Uh, Pioneer.
0: Uh, someone explain Pioneer. I'm not very good at explaining Pioneer.
3: Yeah, it's a it's new format. It's a oh. past eight years. Uh it's return to Ravnica
2: forward.
0: Okay, so Pioneer is standard but eight years instead of two? Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Okay.
0: Um same rules
2: apply. No, no, it doesn't, it's non-rotating. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's everything forward from everything
2: there.
0: after return of okay, that's yes. interesting.
1: That's interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um and modern this it has the same rules and ban list as standard, correct or no? Yes,
1: I believe.
0: Okay, no. so the it does
3: no? not it has a different ban list.
0: Oh, it okay, does for, Okay, for reference, a ban list, um, usually they're controlled by wizards, except the ban list for Commander EDH, whatever.
1: Because there call is it. no panel. For There's no right.
0: <laughs> it's not competitive. Uh, the ban list is cards that are not allowed to be put in your deck. Usually, it's because the cards are broken; they're too powerful. Or they have like wild combos that the developers didn't foresee or didn't really look at or didn't think about when they were building the sets. Um, so ban lists like is usually uh, I think it's like twenty cards usually less than that. It, it tends to be pretty small and it it changes. So pioneer uh, modern fry, do you want to explain modern? I think you used to play modern, either that or you know a lot of people that play modern. No. Am I wrong?
2: I mean I know enough people who play Modern, but Modern is eighth eighth edition forward. Uh, and of course they have their own ban list. Um, so it's, it's old in- pioneer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm, and it's it's also an expensive format. I would I would argue it's yeah. more expensive than standard, honestly.
0: Well, because some of the cards
3: that one-time are considered expense. It's right, important. that's a, a one time expense. Yeah.
1: Expense. Um
0: so before I, before I start throwing a bunch more jargon out, a staple is a card that is in a format. So you would say it's a standard staple or a modern staple or a commander staple, whatever. Um, a staple is a card in a format that's considered like, oh, you need this card. Or like, it's like oh, a this food. card. Yeah, okay. A staple
3: it's
1: food. It's like a staple food. So
0: bread is a staple food. Unless right. you have a gluten allergy or you don't play Soul Ring.
1: There.
0: Oh. Sure. Okay, a little chuckle yeah. from Jake. It was worth sure. it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and anyone it. that plays uh, Magic, I guess, will understand. Uh, <laughs> so, um, modern is expensive, I think, because of modern staples. That's usually the big expense. Also, the older cards. The older a card is, typically, the less the, the less copies of the card exist. I mean, these are pieces of cardboard. Times. So, they do wear and tear, and eventually, you know, go away, cease to exist, get thrown out, whatever.
2: I mean, let's be Um, honest. Modern wouldn't exist if Legacy didn't use reserve list cards.
0: Yes. Okay. So you can explain Legacy then since you brought it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Legacy is a format that um, it's one of two eternal formats, which means it goes back to the earliest days of magic and uses some of the earliest days cards. Um, The other one being vintage. The distinction between vintage and legacy, there's more to it than this, but it's effectively the power nine cards. Power nine are the specific cards that are just so powerful that they are banned in every other format except for vintage, and those are the the mox the the five moxes, um, time twister. Uh, Ancestral Walk. I have them pulled up. Yeah. Ancestral Recall.
1: Ancestral Recall, Time Twister, Time White, uh, Time. So sorry. Time Walk. Yeah, Time Walk. And then Black Lotus.
0: Yep.
2: And all the Moxes. And then all
1: five Moxes for each color.
2: And the theme there is blue or very fast mana. And those are vintage and legacy are very fast formats, generally speaking. Um, like turn 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 three, turn two, turn three, game is over and the game has been won, and they're very expensive. I think an expensive legacy deck is on the order of twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars. Vintage deck, you're looking at like fifty thousand or more.
1: Jesus Christ! Yes, and they're they're when when people talk about Magic: The Gathering being an investment. This is what they're talking about. These are monetary investments that accrue interest over time. Because honestly,
0: yes, like that, that, I've heard literally... of vintage decks being sold for like seventy five thousand dollars. Yes, and if you're yep. like, not to like shit on anyone, but like if you're gonna put that much money into your hobby, that needs to be like your only fucking hobby. Like, holy
1: shit, that's a lot of money. Well, or you or it's... you should have the disposable income to do so. Like, and let's
2: be perfectly blunt here. Legacy and vintage are more or less dead because no one can afford to come into those formats, and the people who play them are getting smaller and into, are becoming smaller and smaller groups. And they're That's holding on
1: to their cards too, so they're harder to acquire cards as well. Right,
2: and not if, just because of their
0: yeah. you know, age.
2: And if for yeah. people who don't know who the reserve list is, the reserve list is a group of cards that Wizards of the Coast, the company who makes the game, has promised they will never print another copy again. As a They've gone back
0: on that a few times, so haven't mm-hmm. they? They,
2: they have. did. They, they had a weaker policy in the past, and then sometime around 2010, 2011, they strengthened total... the policy. That was the
0: first Masters reset,
2: wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and they, they got in trouble because some people were complaining that they were putting things in from the vaults that were considered reserveless cards. Mm-hmm. They said, well, yeah. we have a practice that says if this is a promo card... We can these promo cards. And eventually they internally decided, all right, we're going to shore up what the reserve list is again. And now and they shortened the list, but then they made it... They
0: took it, Mana Crypt off the list. They, they took, took Mana Crypt off the that's list. That's right.
2: And then, they took, and then they took what was left and made it a hard stop. They would never do it again. And mm-hmm. that was the birth of MTG Finance, when you had people who were buying up as many copies that were in the market and then selling them for five to ten times the value. And so the price went from... So if you go back to, like, 2004, you could get uh, any of the dual lands for $20 or less. Yeah. Today, yeah. today, if you want to get an Underground Sea, for example, it's a $400 fuck. card. Fuck. You know, yeah. Fuck. Your cheapest Jesus dual fuck. land is $100. So you're no longer in a position a where those cards are affordable to your average player. I've I mean, a few, I, but they've been pulled from packs. That's and funny. I remember, like Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune was a five-dollar oh, card. Yeah. Now it's ninety. You, you have
0: yeah. how many copies of that card, Fry?
2: <laughs> More than I should, but most of them I bought when they were eight bucks. Yeah. Wheel of yeah. Fortune.
1: The the actual monetary aspect of Magic: The Gathering. You is, could write a thesis it. on it. You could write an entire. You could write a finance on
0: it. thesis on it.
1: You genuinely, like, if you were going into economics and finance and, like, want a master's degree thesis, that's your master's thesis right there, and you could probably take it into a PhD, because that is how intense this is. And in the same way, like, we were talking about last episode, where, you know, where uh, the wow, uh, blood Oh, universe, yeah, the wow
0: plague being, uh... The wow
1: plague is affecting the, like, actual study of pandemics and diseases. This could be like the Jacob. The, it's okay
0: that she uses the word because that's not the focus of today's episode.
1: It's not the focus of today's Before episode. Before you say anything, <laughs> the, the um, in the same way, you could do a whole deep intellectual study on how this how the, the prices of Magic the Gathering cards and the stock market are very similar, and okay. it's
2: wild. So- I'm going to yes. retract on something here because I'm looking up the MTG Goldfish price tags. Um, the top ten vintage metagame, top ten decks, their average price is twenty-five thousand dollars. That's vintage.
1: That's so much. More that's research. still a lot
2: of money. Like <laughs> for Legacy, the average price is around three three thousand dollars. That's I mean that's still a lot
0: of money that's... to put in one deck that you might not ever play.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised. I think the price is dropping, though. I've been watching some of the reserve list cards, and the prices have been going down a bit.
0: Because no one's playing those formats anymore, as you said.
2: And because of current pandemic situation.
1: Yeah, people are selling all their cards.
2: Cause to they might pay. die.
1: Cause they can't well, no I mean, yeah, we to, to pay
2: their <laughs> medical
0: bills. Like, holy shit, like...
2: Okay. I guess what I'm saying is now's a good time to buy into Reserveless cards.
0: Yeah, let's go. Yeah. We'll go all in. We'll we'll buy one one Legacy deck and we'll just mail it to each other. It'll be great. We'll be great. It'll be like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Legacy deck. <laughs> you have to write a letter that goes with good things that happen to you or however that story goes. Anyway, so real wait, quick. Wait, no. If we wanted
3: to really ruin everything, we would write the letter on the back of each card
0: Dick, oh, no. No. no bad. Bad, bad Jacob. How don't
3: it. the
2: cards. Thanks. Wait, no, Braille better. The cards.
3: We get where you
2: where you put sleeves. holes in the cards so you can figure out what they are no. using. <laughs>
3: no, we get sleeves. <laughs> we get sleeves that have like either chalkboard background or like whiteboard eraser background. And then we write like the top oh,
2: backs
3: of the sleeves. So it isn't on the actual card itself.
2: That's worse. No. How about we white border all the cards? So we white we use like a little type of whitener around the outside of all the edges. Paint sharpies,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I gotta explain what a whiteboard card is now.
2: A white border card. Yes. Uh, so some of the early Magic sets, starting with Revised, and a lot of the early core sets, which were sets that were printed once a year with a lot of the staples in it that you needed from year to year to year. Um, they would print in white border which was detested by most of the magic community, but became infamous with, like, broken ugly broken shit. aspects of magic. Also oh, ugly.
1: so ugly. Actually, I still have my White Butter Soul Ring, and I play my White Butter Soul Ring, and it's very cool. And I like my White Butter consider- Soul Ring. Um, I bought also. it for Wrist. Okay. I bought it for Wrist. I think I actually I'm- bought it for Curio.
2: Hmm. I'm one of those monsters that likes to put different different versions of basic lands in my deck and different versions of cards in my deck just to make the person like, because I don't care but usually the person across from me cares a lot and comments on it knowing who the person
0: across from you usually is yes, that does not surprise me at all
1: I just want to appreciate and admire art of Magic the Gathering throughout all of its history
0: Jacob just Uh, wants to watch the world burn
1: Jacob wants (laughs) to watch the world burn (laughs)
0: Okay, so real quick, uh, no explanation. What is your favorite for- favorite? What is your favorite format in Magic, Jacob? Junk rares. Jacob, I will f- <laughs> fucking punch you in the throat. What is your favorite format, in Magic? Don't make me answer this question for you. Magic. Now you have to explain what a junk rare is. <laughs> junk. You're you are a junk rare. You're a junk
3: rare. You're still calling him rare. Okay, so, like... jump. Like every collectible card game, there's different rarity of cards. In booster packs,
0: there's... Hey, that card is amazing. Don't you Uh, shit on Damnation. card is wonderful. In,
3: like, all trading card games, in booster packs, you have cards of different rarity. You have cards that are more... More commonly available...
0: Ever. Commons, uncommons, rares. Get out of my face, with the Liliana of the Veil. Commons, uncommons, rares, mythic rares, or the rarity and yeah. magic. And then promise. black, black, <laughs> silver, gold, and red.
3: Yeah. So junk. So when Wizards of the Coast prints a new set of cards, or you know any set of cards, there are going to be cards that are like better you know have more impact uh cost less mana do more things uh affect the game more help you win whatever like the good rares and those are the cards that we were talking about earlier that are a lot of money so jump are cards that are printed at rare like for rarity yeah for rarity and they're still less commonly available as there's you know the uh,
0: frequency at which they're yeah, the, printed.
3: Yeah, the frequency with which they're printed is the same as the as all good the other rares. Rare, yeah, as all the good ones. So the junk rares are worth like ten cents, fifty cents,
2: just a dollar. They're, yeah, just they're
3: not they're not as impactful. Uh, and I actually have a junk rare cube <laughs> that's made of cards that are all worth like. 12 cents or less. And you have an
0: entire Junk Rare cube? entire Junk Rare
3: cube. Hey, man, don't, don't bash it. Cards worth 12 cents or less, and they're all printed at rare value. Or like Am rare I the value.
0: only person that does not have their
2: own cube? Apparently! Oh, I guess so.
0: So. I need Card to get Kingdom, on this. I have, have a lot on. of
2: cards. Hey, listen up. Card Kingdom has a starter cube that yeah. is awesome. It's, I think it's, what is it, 100 bucks? 200 yeah, bucks? Something, something like, like that. that.
1: Like 150 and, maybe?
2: And it comes with everything you need, sleeves and everything to go with basic lands. It's ready to go. And is designed to be upgradable, but it's designed by a bunch of guys who are all avid cubers who just do nothing else all day long but cube and they um
1: It's nine it's 99.99. It's yeah, hundred dollars. It's,
2: it's amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um I had a friend who bought one and they upgrade it every time a set comes out. They upgrade upgraded it again. It's great. It's that's interesting.
1: It's got the basics too. Like yeah, yeah. They, I have a lot of I a a lot Lumeria.
2: Basics. Lumeria is their draft format, which is something yeah. completely different. Um, it's for they have a bunch of junk rares in it, uh, but that they will f- seed packs to be like key draftable. Um, I didn't like that product as much. Uh, some people have said they really like it. Oh, uh, I bought a bunch of Lemuria packs and like tried tried it out for drafting with some friends, and it was fun. I wouldn't say great. Their cube, on the other hand, is fantastic.
0: I might look into that actually. That sounds like I have way too many basic lands as it is. So it's a I might see place. if I can get a hold of it without the lands. Yeah,
1: it's a reasonable I have, a, I, have been, I have like
0: three boxes worth of basic lands. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I have yeah. a big bag um, of lands. A bag of lands. <laughs> You keep them in a bag? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, while He keeps them in a bag.
1: I can. While Fry's talking about that, I'll talk about my favorite format, because I also love Commander. Um, But I am also a sucker for draft. I will draft any day of the week. Yeah, that's- Oh, okay,
0: you say bag. You (laughs) say bag, and I imagine, like, a giant trash bag full of
1: plants. Okay, it's like a legitimate-
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I have more basic lands than that. I know how big that bag is. I have more basic lands than that. I have I was yeah, I have way too many basic lands.
2: I have a gallon a of basics.
0: <laughs> Alright, so Rhino's favorite format is Commander, although she loves draft fry. I know what it is, but
2: uh it's it's a hard sell between Commander and and Cube. Do you okay, so here's a
0: question. Do you consider Cube its own format?
2: Oh yeah. Yes, I would. Most definitely,
0: you consider it a format beyond draft, because yeah. I would, I would, I would foil it into draft as the same format.
1: I, I wouldn't simply because it is it. You're tailoring the experience that you and the people with this cube have, right? So it, it drafts <laughs> tends to play at a lower, a lower power level because it. Due to the okay. major... Oh,
0: okay, that makes less
1: sense. less focused. But mm. with a cube, you can have everyone playing at a really high power level simply because the cards you're putting into your cube and the cards these people are drafting, even the, like, common lower cards are powerful cards.
0: Okay. Or they and all correct suck. me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I think... Like Like Jacob's, cube. Like correct
1: Jacob's me,
0: cube. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Fry, your cube is, like, a relatively high power level. Based on some yes, of the cards mean. I know that you want for cube... Yeah, your, yes. your cube is, is pretty pretty conservatively high power level.
1: I oh, played yeah. a legacy cube once. Like, Oof. yeah, I was touching hundreds of dollars worth of cards, and it made me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> but they were like, no, uh, this cube, it'll be fun. And I was like, mm, okay. Only
0: because it's not usually there, and I have to ask, what's that card in the corner of your whiteboard?
1: Oh, this? This is just a card that I have randomly found. It's just Worthy Knight. From, uh, Thrones. It's actually not a bad card. It's
3: 2 two first first strike for
0: two?
1: Uh, no. 2-2, two, two, uh, one white one colorless human knight. Uh, 2-2. Whenever you cast a knight spell, create a one one white, uh, white human knight. Okay. And she's just got cool art.
0: Oh, worthy knight. I'm thinking, uh, the M20 young knight or something.
1: Yeah, young knight. And I just put her there because she fits. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Fair. I just have magic cards randomly strewn about. Uh, I, in my car, I have um, a foil work-a-double from Unstable, and I have uh What's the other one?
0: The fact oh, that, that you know portions, what cards are there. floating around in your car yes, is I pretty funny. Well,
1: because I put them there. Because, oh. um... I put the work a double there from when I was working a lot and it was I got the card when I was working like 60 hours a week so I was like this is fair thing and then uh the wall of fortune is just like a fun like hey things are going to be great when you're driving in this death trap
2: <laughs> I have a okay. full animate library
1: uh library is great
0: my favorite formats i kept it because i won with it commander because i like to build decks and commander i i and i will argue i'll fight you about this but commander decks are built at a yeah fry okay you want me to get my bag
2: <laughs> how many how many
0: deck actually real talk how many commander decks do you have fry Eight, nine, ten, eleven. I have fifteen decks. Oh, okay. I have more than you. I have nine,
1: going for the like dual color combinations.
0: I'm sorry. Eighteen. I have yeah. I have all the leagues, so I have all the except for is it because I hate is it. So I have all the leagues and several tricolor decks. Um,
2: I have a variety. I have some monocolor decks. I have two 4 color decks. Yeah, I have a couple of monos. I have most of them are three color. Um, my Famer being my Teamer deck, and my um, Bug deck.
0: Folks at home, those deck colors are...
2: Uh, red, green, blue, and green, blue, black. Respectively.
0: Um, okay. Uh, I would say Commander is my favorite format. Uh, I believe the decks in Commander are built at a... <sighs> For lack of a better term, like a more intelligent level. Like, you have to put a lot more thought into how you're going to build a deck where there's only one copy of each card that isn't basic land uh, in order for the cards to work together.
2: Um, It depends on how competitive, but yeah. That's true. true. The idea is that you're trying to um, connect a theme using single versions of cards. So a lot of times building those themes...
0: Infinity Stones, where you go infinite, or it can be Pirates.
2: <laughs> right. And or, a lot of times- I love my Pirates deck.
1: Or Ladies Looking Left.
2: Ladies Looking Left, man. Yeah. That's a great deck. Tony, how well, have you ladies ever ladies seen ladies- this deck? I know, what that deck. Is. I know what that is, but like. I- it's a weirdly good deck. <laughs>
1: it's a weirdly good deck.
0: Is I been- the a argument- Mimeoplasm a lady? Because it's looking bold-
1: is a lady. <laughs>
0: Because it's looking both directions.
3: There's a really good cool video about a chair tribal deck where it has a Togatog as the commander, and then all of the cards in the deck have someone sitting in a chair.
1: <laughs> oh, I wanted to make I wanted to make a horse deck. I wanted to make horse tribal so badly because there are so bad. many there's so I many try. dumb horses. Yeah, I like. I like did some research for like a week. This is my like brainchild. Bear thinking,
2: tribal is a thing now. Horse
1: tribal is viable now because if look
2: now Queen you can do horse fans. tribal if you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and say that horsemanship is acceptable as a replacement. I I did look
1: into then the your
2: horse- deck is very viable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> horsemanship being a
0: mechanic in Magic.
2: Yeah. Yes, uh, a very rare mechanic in Magic that no one runs except in a very hand- small handful of decks.
0: Okay. So it basically so,
2: makes your creatures unblockable.
0: Before we get like way into this, <laughs> uh, another I, I would say that draft is up there with a the format. Although I've never cubed, so that might be that might be getting up there. I really like draft though because. How have you never cubed? Because have I didn't you know never... what, I didn't fucking know what cube was, Fry. Like. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, hey, you want to come to my cube? I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> they're like, oh, you should cube with me. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, don't tell me to come do this. I, it could be drugs for all I know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, come cube with me, bro. Like, what? <laughs> I've asked you also and Jacob's brother-in-law, who's like, oh, hey, you want to join my cube? And I'm like, what is cube? And they're like, oh, you got to try it. I'm like, No. Like, what? <laughs> tell me what it is first. Like, I don't know what that means. Like Thousands,
3: thousands of children are dying from... <laughs> from From cubes, <laughs> from cubes. From cubes dying every from. day
0: corrupted <laughs> <cubes>. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the youtube joke or whatever they're playing in Scotland and the lead singer like claps his hands He's like every time I clap my hands a child in africa dies and the audience members is like stop fucking clapping your hands <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
0: bono <laughs> i love i love draft because it puts everyone on the same and and i i will assume based on what i know which is limited obviously <laughs> that cube is like this shut up you But, um... Draft puts everyone on the same, like, power level. Like, you can't... You can't... You can be better... uh, And I I think I know what Fry is, like, hemming and hawing about. Because you can be better at building a deck than someone else... Who might be, like, better at magic. Like, you know, what is better at magic? But, like, you could be better at deck building than you are at actually playing magic. But it puts everyone on the same power level because, like... Whether or not you've been playing magic for... 20 years, or if you've been playing Magic for 20 minutes, you're all coming in with the same, like, you're all going to end with the same, like, availability of cards.
1: Yeah, it's also you discounting,
0: yeah. discounting your luck, you know, in your packs, and so on and so forth. But, like, you, you have the same availability of cards. Like, you haven't been collecting cards for 20 years, and your deck is, like, $80 million, or you have been collecting yeah. cards for 20 minutes, and your deck is worth $3. Point. Work, That's why I like I work
2: hard to balance the themes in all of my deck, all of my color pairs. So, generally speaking, you design to two color pairs in a cube. So, if you look at the two color pairs, you can really see what the theme is. Um, like, I've got blue white control for my theme in, in the deck, and I've got red black aristocrats. And I try to make sure that within those color pairs, there's a balance between them. So, if you get the perfect red black deck it's as good as the perfect blue white deck when you pair them off against each other um, but of course you are like always a different
0: gonna... level of strategy i think
2: building yeah. building
0: a cube like that i think is like that's like commander strategy to to the, like the nth degree like well, building matters... a cube and building a building a a cole- a contained collection of cards that strong is like wild to me
1: it eliminates part of the luck factor right mm. it eliminates that person getting the bomb legendary that's going to win it, it like let's throw back to thrones of Eldrain. it eliminates the person who pulled an oko like exactly.
0: fuck that card so much it's so oko stupid.
1: Is so good it's
0: so stupid it's so stupid i'm so angry about it don't ah <laughs> uh, i'm so angry about it it's so dumb
1: I mean, you should also be angry about Oko as a character because he's just a dick. Yeah, no, like, fucking. Why do you think it? Uh,
3: uh. Speaking of draft and cube, uh, and just like power levels, I think that when you're when you're in a draft with booster packs, not a not a cube, like fresh booster packs that everyone has just opened, uh, one thing that can happen that's bad because that set of cards is not. Curated specifically to, you know, work together and have, uh, and in rich, a draft. like, yeah, uh, wizard, wizards kind of tries, but they're not building a cube whenever they're building a new set, they're building a, a set not only around drafts, but around the standard. other decks and standard at that time. Also, thinking now
1: they're like, factoring like, in commander, like,
0: yeah,
3: a so,
1: little,
0: yeah,
3: a wizards. lot. I mean,
1: I, lot mean more more I think, they
0: they think a little because a little because they can't. I think Commander is so large at this point, and Jacob, we'll come back to you, I promise, but I think think Commander is so large at this point, and it's so, like, it's its own monster within magic that if Wizards tries to, like, rein in and, like, create, like, Wizard-sanctioned competitive Commander, that they're not going to be able to get a hold of it.
1: But they're trying to, they're at least encouraging people to play it.
0: That's true. That's, that's
1: that's really what they're taking into consideration. They're they're encouraging people to not only play yeah. their can com, com, play competitively, but also have fun.
0: If it's your turn, you can put your tangent arm down. Yeah. You don't you don't have to keep it up the whole well, time?
1: Well, I'm keeping it up for Jacob.
0: Okay. Well
2: so oh, th- there was someone said recently that Commander had outpaced standard in terms yes. of their moneymaker.
0: Someone like guess, some random like no in some rando magic. or okay. No,
2: like you say someone
0: it, and I'm like, who are you talking about?
2: I'm talking about. It was. I think it was a wizard employee who was talking to the professor. Is I don't remember the specific circumstances, but they were talking about like the economy of the game and where their focus is. And the reason why there's a extended focus to Commander now is because that's where they're selling the most products.
0: That's like, true. That's that's 100% true. Like
2: they're selling packs, yes, but they're selling but singles. Standard is not the standard is a set that is up there but it's not the set that's really bringing in the customer base. I mean, look at the fact that they've made this the year of Commander as their theme for this right. year. Okay, but I didn't even know a, that was the choice. theme this yes. year. But that's why knowing,
0: knowing what I know about the new set, that makes 100% sense. Uh-huh. That's
2: why they're doing two full sets of Commanders this year for release. It's not just one. There's not just one Commander 2020 set. There's two. So That's there's one in the spring, and there's going one in September, October time frame. Good,
0: because the one in September, October, I'm looking forward to, because none of the ones in spring excite me very much. Well,
1: and and there are so many aside, high, Point high, There's so many high-level developers now that also love Commander. That's true. Like including Mark Rosewater himself. Like he does, he loves Commander, which is why there's also like now a push for more support. The Commander unset. Like, Commander, yeah, like stuff like that. Like they. Know there's more
2: of a push for that anyway. I mean, I'm super excited. I'm sorry, no, you're fine. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: let's
0: get back to what Jacob was talking about. Um, as a
3: a tangent, I really like Calamax. That,
0: um,
3: so, anyways, uh, the issue that you can run into when you're building decks, uh, in a draft with you know new booster packs instead of a cube is, and you could maybe run into this in a cube as well, but if Two people are seeing cards that work well together,
0: and they're like, "Oh, I want yeah. this." Okay, I know you're and going.
3: End up kind of splitting the availability of the cards that have synergy.
0: Uh, so, like, if, and, bo- if two people are trying to build red, white, or like.
3: Well, the best know, example of this was kind
1: of in still... when I started drafting in Shadows of Ernest, werewolves. Everyone wanted to draft red, green, in and red. shadows. Yes, oh, because statics.
0: of Ford. Okay. Because of
1: Arlen Ford, and because mm. there were just a lot of good werewolves. Uh, I did not do that. I did Simic uh, card draw.
2: That's because you're a monster.
1: So, no, I had a I lot didn't. of fun.
2: <laughs> Marty vampires, baby. Marty vampires. Marty vampires
1: is also viable.
2: Marty yeah. vampires is great. So, uh, in, a
3: cube, in I like ideally in a cube, the. The cards are... Cr- the card list is curated in such a way that everyone can build a good deck instead of, you know, people ending up with, like...
0: Junk a- decks.
3: Yeah. Junk. Or the one person ending up with a deck that is just stomp going to stomp everyone. And that's why there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of skill involved in draft with um, I mean, there's skill in- involved in draft, like cube draft, but in normal draft, there's the skill of paying attention to what cards are being picked by other people and like drafting out cards that you know other people are looking for because you've been seeing those cards kind of like disappear from the pool. Mm. Um, and so that's
0: interesting. Yeah, that's like that to me. That that it, and this is something that. I, I know the three of you know him, or at least know him. Gearheart brought up to me once, and at that point, it, it sort of ceases to become card games and sort of becomes mind games. hmm um, yeah. But what Jacob's saying, I think, I think is the, is the mind games within the card games. Like, you have to know how other people are thinking about building their it, draft.
1: It brings the social aspect of this card game back into the card game. Because I feel like, and, and this is, I think, is why Commander's also becoming more popular. For so long, Commander and Modern and a lot of those formats that are single- that are, like, single-player games where you're playing against another person, people don't talk uh, when they play those games. And if they do, it's very quick conversations that have no, like, actual meaning because they're just trying to destroy you. Commander's Um, very social. Commander has to be a social format because you're playing against three other players, um, which we didn't actually explain what Commander was, by the way. Um, oh, so, shit, you're right. So how much we love Commander, no one okay. says anything. I will explain Commander. <laughs> okay,
0: I was going to say real quick, I can explain it in about five sentences. But so, go ahead.
1: Commander is a 100 card format. It's, it's also called
0: EDH. EDH Sorry. EDH, point that uh, out. Elder EDH Dragon Highlander.
1: Um, okay. And it's 100 card singletons, uh, meaning that every card is individual, every card's different. And there's one or two, one card primarily that is your Commander which kind of, they are one card that sits in a completely separate zone from your main deck, and you can cast that card at uh, any time that you can cast that spell, um, and it's a creature, a legendary, it creature. A,
0: legendary. It a legendary creature.
1: It has to be a legendary creature. That um, or a planeswalker. There are a couple of planeswalkers that say this planeswalker can, can, be. can be your um, <laughs> And they kind of set the tone for your deck. So they set uh, the colors that the
0: <laughs>
1: why <laughs> the colors that the creature is determine what colors can be in your deck. What other colors can be in your deck. Um, so that's kind of the general rundown of commander. And then brawl is very similar. Also, brawl... commander,
0: you can only have. Did you say you can only have one of each card? Singleton. Fry, why are you like this?
1: <laughs> yeah. No. With um. And similar with brawl. Brawl is the 60-card version of this that is standard. Um, so, and then
0: oh. there is fuck. I can I have a. I have a deck, and I can't even remember what it's called. Oathbreaker Maybe in Highlander. Oathbreaker. There's Oathbreaker.
1: Oathbreaker. Sanctions.
0: Okay, whatever. there's commander. Neither's commander. Oathbreaker is you get a planeswalker yeah. instead of instead of a legendary creature,
2: yeah, and
0: you get a spell that also sits in the command zone, and it's 60 cards. I have breaker Vampires, which I'm very proud of.
1: Time, each, time you, each time you cast the spell from the command <laughs> zone, the next time it returns to the command zone, it costs two more to cast.
0: Two more generic.
1: Two more generic mana to cast. Unless you play Derevi, in which you can just activate her ability. Get out of my
0: face. Get out of my face.
1: You told me to buy that deck!
0: <laughs> hey, you were like, what deck should I buy? And everyone, including me, was like Derevi, so you're not allowed to only blame me. And then, I But you only game. blamed me for how bad the deck was until you realized how to play Magic, and then you started shitting on everyone with it. No
1: one told me! Bird
0: me to Wizard.
1: <laughs> no one told me how to play Derevi. No one told me.
0: you go going to learn today. Hey, one. that's I my was, Bird Wizard, isn't I it?
1: Two bird, I have two Bird Wizards. Uh, I, ha- I also have the Kaikar deck. Um there is part of me that does want to just build a bird wizard tribal deck um and just do birds and wizards. Um like four hey. colors and wizards.
0: <laughs> okay, since Jacob has to leave real quick, um favorite set, no explanation. Uh Jacob.
1: Hmm.
3: You'll have to get back to me on that. Fuck you, favorite Jacob. set?
1: Favorite set, no explanation? Kaladesh.
2: Fry. Dragons of Turkir.
1: Okay. Original Innistrad
0: block. Jake, we're back to you. Can I say a block? Yeah. yeah that's. I said Innistrad.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. We all said blocks all right. actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cons. Yeah. Cons block.
1: Yeah. Close I want to say why, but
0: I said no explanation, so. Yeah.
1: Close second is Ixalan for me, and that's... That only happened once I started... Because of D&D, I Yeah. That only Um, yeah.
0: Real quick, again, no explanation, (laughs) but uh, first discussion, uh, no discussion. Uh, There's two on digital... That was a horrible way to say that. uh, Digital ways to play Magic now. Uh, You can play MTG Arena, which reminds me, uh, all of you give me your Arena codes before you leave so that we can play. MTG um, Arena, which is sanctioned, legal, whatever garbage you want to put in there. It's it's free. You can download it and play. Run by
1: Wizards.
0: Run by Wizards. You can download it and play Magic digitally. It kind of bothers me that you have to have now an entirely new set of cards that are all just digital. But that's neither here nor there. There's also MTG Online, which I know a little about, but from what I know about it, is less appealing to me than uh, Arena. You have
1: to spend money on the cards. Dumb. You don't have to spend money in in Arena. You have to spend money in uh, MTG. Is uh,
0: so. Okay. Uh, so, on that note, uh, Jacob, Arena or Online?
3: As far as preferences? Yeah. The free the free aspect of arena is awesome. Um, MTGO can be it can be really cheap, magic like, gathering and, Online. yeah. Um, magic Gathering Online is much much cheaper than paper magic, and you can play. It's you don't have to worry as much about card availability uh, at like your local game store or anything. Um, so there there's that but I do not like the interface of Magic the Gathering Online. It's I clunky. think it's dumb.
1: It's uh, chunky. Ar- Ar- arena it's not
0: good. <laughs> not even clunky.
1: Is so it's, okay. it's
2: both. So,
0: Arena, so, Brenna? Uh, arena. I'm interested to know what Fry thinks.
2: Neither? I don't play either.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, I would have said neither, but I'm, I started really playing arena like this morning um and i'm it's interesting like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play it more than i play paper magic but i'm gonna play it more than i play paper magic now while we're playing magic the distancing instead of magic together
1: it's su- it, it supplements right
0: okay um jacob before you have to go and before we uh before we rock out today do you have any real quick thoughts about the new set? We will probably reconvene either with or without Fry on another episode or we'll make it the bit next episode and talk about the new set. Uh, but Jacob, do you have any like real quick thoughts?
3: Mutate is a cool mechanic thematically, however uh, mechanically for the just the way that magic is
0: uh,
3: it is very underpowered.
0: I could not I, I could not agree more. I've been thinking about Literally. how to put that into words. That's perfect. That's perfect.
1: It, it, it struggles with the enchantment problem where you load up all of your things onto one thing and then targeted removal removes that thing. Oof.
0: Okay, so since Jacob, before we had the worst possible discussion at the end of a uh, Dr. Z episode, <laughs> that is the best possible thing that we have said at the end of the Dr. Z episode. episode. So with that, we're gonna end today's episode and we will talk to you guys next time.
3: Adios. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Z Show. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Facebook or YouTube at the Doctor Z Show through email at TheDrZShow at gmail.com or on Twitter at the Doctor Z Show One, the one like the number. And please leave a review if possible, on whatever listening platform you use. Thank you.